Welcome to this week's episode of the Divine Lantern. Under the blessing of His Eminence, Metropolitan Basilios, the Antiochian Orthodox Archdiocese presents a podcast to educate, empower and enrich. I'm your host, Myrna, from the Dormition of the Theotokos Antiochian Orthodox Church in New South Wales. In this week's episode, we'll be joined by Reverend Father George Zeltahan from St. Nicholas in Victoria, who will be providing a sermon from the Gospel of Luke, where Christ preaches the parable of the publican and the Pharisee. This will be followed by short readings from our Philokalic Nourishment series, as well as a selected chanting track. We will then conclude today's episode with a reading from our Orthodox Library. Peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, my beloved in Christ. This is Father Georges Eltahan from the Antiochian Orthodox Archdiocese, Australia, Victoria. Today I will be talking about the Gospel of the Pharisee and the tax collector. First of all, I will start to read the text from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 18, verses 10, 14. And then we will be hearing a couple of spiritual things about our Lord's words. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Amen. My beloved in Christ, the Sunday of the publican and the Pharisee is the first Sunday of the three weeks period prior the commencement of Great Lent. It marks the beginning of a time of preparation for the spiritual journey of Lent, a time for Orthodox Christians to draw closer to God through worship, prayer, fasting, and acts of charity. The Gospel reading for the Sunday of the Publican and the Pharisee is a parable spoken by our Lord Jesus Christ to teach us something concerning our Christian life and to improve our spiritual life, to be able to inherit the kingdom of heaven. It teaches us how we should prepare ourselves for the feast of the feasts, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The name for this Sunday is taken from the parable itself. This is the story of two men, one a Pharisee, a member of a Jewish sect known for its diligent observance of the law, and the other a tax collector, 
a government official in the Roman Empire, charged with the responsibility of collecting taxes. Tax collectors were rejected by their people because they were cheating and stealing from their people for their own benefit and for the Roman Empire. The two men came to the temple to pray, the Pharisee as a true believer, and leaving the commandments to their extreme, said, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. According to the words of Jesus Christ, the tax collector went down to his house justified, rather than the other. Why is that? My beloved in Christ, our Christian life is not related to just how much we pray or how much we live the commandments or how much we fast, but rather the way we do all of that and why we do it. The Pharisee started his prayer with pride, thanking God that he is not like others, even if he knows that we are all God's creatures, and also judging and classifying others, justifying himself. But to be justified, we should search for what we lack and what is keeping us away from the love of God. Pride will lead us nowhere. Pride will let us fall down. Pride will blind us from our self-weaknesses and sins. The right way to God is humility and self-judging. To live the word of God means to make the word of God our scale, our judge, and our way to repentance, and to discover who we are in reality. Let us remember what our Lord Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees who live literally God's commandments, emptying them from the Spirit. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Yes, my beloved in Christ, we need to read the Holy Scriptures. We need to learn about the reality of our faith, but we need also to learn how to live our faith through repentance. To repent signifies far more than self-pity or futile regret over things done in the past. The Greek term of origin means change of mind. To repent is to be renewed, to be transformed in our inward viewpoint, to attain a fresh way of looking at our relationship with God and with others. Knowledge is essential, but it will not save us. What will save us is our life according to our spiritual knowledge through repentance. During the Divine Liturgy, 
and before the readings, the priest says a prayer asking the Lord to enlighten our hearts to come to the knowledge of the truth and not our minds. Remember what St. Paul says in his second epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 6, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. That's what the tax collector discovered, and in that way he was sent back home justified, because he discovered the spirit of the commandments. In the New Testament, Jesus Christ constantly berates the Pharisees on their strict interpretation of the law and the lack of recognition of his mission. Most of the time, we behave the same. Most of the time, we busy ourselves with many things and not our salvation. We busy ourselves watching over others' behaviors and ignoring ours. Instead of doing that, let us behave like the tax collector who was aware of his weakness and of his sins. He didn't have time to watch who was with him in the temple. He was in pain, remembering his sins and confessing while standing up afar off without being able to look up to heaven. He went back to himself, searching for what makes him far away from the grace of God. He was lost. He asked God to grant him his help. The only impressive prayer he said was, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. By saying that, he proved that he knows the law and the commandments better than the Pharisee. The Pharisee, whilst praying, was talking to himself, and the tax collector was approaching God through his prayer. When the Pharisee appointed the tax collector as sinner, he lost his tiredness living literally the commandments. We don't need to say much. We need to behave according to our faith. Believe, and if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. My beloved in Christ, our preparation for land thus begins with a prayer for humility, the beginning of true repentance. Through repentance, we can find and return to the true order of things, a restoration of our spiritual vision that will guide us in a very difficult and challenging world. By entering a great land in humility and repentance, we can attain deeper communion with God as we receive His forgiveness and his blesses by guiding us to greater spiritual heights. Amen. Thank you, Father George, for that educational sermon. And now, a reading from the Philokalia. Take your weekly spiritual dose and reflect on the words of our holy Neptic Fathers with this week's Philokalic Nourishment. Call upon God to open the eyes of your heart so that you may see the value of prayer and of spiritual reading when understood and applied. St. Mark the Ascetic God sees all men, but only those see God who perceive nothing during prayer. God listens to those who see him, while those to whom he does not listen do not see him. Blessed is the man who believes that he is seen by God, 
for his foot will not slip, unless this is God's will. Elias the Presbyter By praying for those who wrong us, we overthrow the devil. Opposing them, we are wounded by him. St. Mark the Ascetic This Sunday marks the start of the Triodian period, otherwise known as the period of preparation before Great Lent. It is a time of special compunction, a return to oneself and to God, in order to rise with Christ as a new creation in sincere repentance. This coming Sunday, we make remembrance of the parable of the Pharisee and the publican, which occurs in the Holy Gospel according to Luke the Evangelist. If you resemble the Pharisee, run far away from the temple, for inside is Christ, before whom only the humble are acceptable. O Creator of everything heavenly and earthly, receive from the angels a Trinitarian song, and from us men, a noble and reverent Triodian. In the parable our Saviour tells, Jesus uses a Pharisee, a leader of the synagogue, who is regarded in the public opinion as virtuous, and a publican, a tax collector, who is regarded as oppressive, greedy, and a sinner. In their prayers to God, we discover the real hearts of these two men. We thus learn the harm that comes from pride and the good that comes from humility. The Divine Church Fathers sought to alert and to prepare the Christ-loving clergy and laity for the upcoming period of the Great Fast. Therefore, on this Sunday, we are reminded that humility is the greatest weapon against pride, as we imitate the humility of the publican to ascend to divine heights. Through the intercessions of the wonder-working saints, O Christ our God, have mercy upon us and save us. Amen.
And now, a reading from our Orthodox Library. Endurance and Salvation A chapter from the spiritual writings of Archimandrite Seraphim Alexiev In the spirit of Christ's teachings, the man who is wiser and more mature spiritually should forgive generously in his heart, even though the other does not want to even hear about making peace. The good Christian should endure to the end with the patience the troubles which his enemy brings him. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved, the Saviour teaches, or, in short, endurance saves. Our Lord Jesus Christ has given us a moving example of endurance and forgiveness when he suffered without complaining on Golgotha and prayed from the cross for his cruel enemies. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. St. Stephen, the archdeacon, acted in the same way, by praying for his murderers while they were stoning him. Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. All holy fathers, all holy martyrs, all revered and saints have acted in the very same way. All of them found the shortest way to paradise, through endurance and forgiveness. This is why they have left us the legacy to act like them. If we quarrel, let us be reconciled quickly. If we make peace with our enemy, our success is double. We have snatched both ourselves and him from the claws of the evil one. If we do not succeed in persuading our enemy to be reconciled, we should not continue in our spitefulness towards him. We should not hate him as he hates us, so that the loss will not be doubled and our soul perish together with his. In such cases, the wisest thing we can do is to forgive him, so that if he perishes, at least we will not be devoured by the devil. If we forgive him and put up with him, our salvation is certain, because endurance is no small feat. According to the Holy Fathers, endurance equals martyrdom. This is why the long-suffering and forgiving even though they may have sinned much in the past, will be crowned with imperishable crowns like the holy martyrs. To inspire us to long-suffering and endurance, the Holy Fathers teach us that those who flatter us are our enemies and those who insult us are our benefactors. St. John Chrysostom has some wonderful thoughts on this subject. Let us listen to him. When the enemy derides you for some sin which you see in yourself, and you, hearing this, do not answer him with insult, but begin to sigh and to entreat God, you will smooth over your sin. Lest you think I am merely consoling you with empty words, I will call on the testimony of Holy Scripture. There were a Pharisee and a publican. 
the latter had reached the vilest depths of sin. The former jealousy guarded his righteousness. Once, both of them went to the temple to pray. The Pharisee stood and said, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. And the publican, standing on the side, did not answer with insults, and did not say any sinful words like those we hurl at each other every day, but sighed bitterly and smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and went away justified. Do you see how quickly he was justified? He got soiled, and he washed away the spot. He realized his sins and was released from them. The accusation of sin turned into a loosening of sin, and the enemy became a benefactor against his own will. Is there anything more gracious than this? Is there any other, easier way of breaking free from sin? Otherwise, how long the publican would have laboured, fasted, kept vigil, lain on the ground, given away his property to the poor, and sat in ashes in order to raise his sins. Now, without doing any of these things, he was freed from all sin and disgrace with just a word. The slander of the man who had obviously insulted him bought him the crown of righteousness without long-lasting efforts and labours. Such are the fruits of true Christian endurance and long-suffering. The man who is not quick to anger and knows how to endure is helping his own salvation. The man who does not immediately take offence but waits meekly is humble. The humble one always seeks the blame for everything that befalls him in himself and never in others. Thus, having realised that he himself is to blame for the insults which are hurled at him, he is angry with himself and not with others. He unites with those that attack him and in this way, in alliance with his enemies, he easily and quickly drives away the real enemy of his soul, sin. The man who quarrels with his attackers takes the side of his own sin, defends it, and thus strengthens it in his soul. Such a man is proud, and it is difficult for him to be saved. St. John Chrysostom asks the offended, Why do you refuse to be reconciled to your enemy? He is speaking ill of you, calling you a fornicator, so what? If he's speaking the truth, correct yourself. If not, laugh at it. Even better, not only laugh but rejoice, according to the word of God. Blessed are you when men shall hate you, and when they shall separate you from their company, and shall reproach you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. And if he has spoken the truth and you condemn your transgressions, you will receive a reward. Often the enemies with their just rebuke accomplish that which your friends cannot with praises and pleasant words. If we, beloved Christian readers, are patient with our enemies and seek the blame for their unkind attitude towards us in ourselves, we will be saved.
A big thank you to all our listeners as we conclude this week's episode of The Divine Lantern. Be sure to subscribe and share our channel on your favourite podcast provider. For more information on our Archdiocese, follow us on our social platforms by searching Antiochian Orthodox Archdiocese Australia. We hope you guys tune in next week.